Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are mixing with Moni, okay? Oh my goodness, people. It's just like so long overdue, but man, when it rains, it pours, but this time in a good way, when it snows, it pours. Like, I don't know what Potomac does, but whenever they do something over there, it pours. We have had some of the best housewives in 48 hours from when I'm recording this in a long time. And who best to bring in the new year, it feels like already. Like we're in a new season. We're no longer talking about those other girls and those in New York and if they had a reunion or not. Because what we are getting is Potomac reunion and they are giving. They just are absolutely delivering fire from all cylinders right now, only in part one. And we have a new criminal in town because where Erica wouldn't admit it, Jen is basically going to get indicted for it. So we're just in a really good place. And I could not think of anyone else I wanted to have this fun with other than the leader of the lunch table, the Regina George of our lunchroom, Chelsea. Oh, no, bravo. I'm just so happy you're back. Thank you for coming here. Hi, thank you for having me back. And what a week. What a week. Oh my God. (laughs) I have not been this excited about Housewives since before I took my break. You know what's so funny is I was telling Dr. Bald because I've started doing this thing where I watch all of my shows during my lunch break at my office. So I'm like eating my sandwich and it's become like part of my self-care. But because of that, it's not just like on in the background for Dr. Bald to like pretend not to watch. So I Mm. came home from work on Monday after I watched the Salt Lake City show. And I was like rapid fire telling him so excitedly about all of the things, Mm -hmm. the beauty lab parking lot, the Uh homeland security of it all. And he was like, this is the first time in so long that you are like giddy about Bravo. I was like, I feel like I just went on Mm. a first date and it went really well. Yes. (laughs) That is the most perfect way to put it. I had Maya on FaceTime and fiance Maya was like, I will watch. You can turn the camera around for like that last eight minutes. She was like, Ooh, I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. I'm sorry. And it's like, I mean, honestly, we'll get into it. We will save the best for last. And I will not lie to y'all never expected to say that about Salt Lake city. Cause if this is a safe space and it is, cause it's my space and I created it <laughs> and I made it safe. I must admit, I never understood the hype around SLC. I have not understood it since episode one 
and in episode two. I thought it was fantastic, but I thought that they were mainly centering it around Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a woman who you can either love her or hate her. In the first episode, I was like, oh, she could be fun, but she's definitely controversial. Second episode, I was like, I don't like her. This is a lot for me now. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that was a quick decision, but it's easy to make. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't like shows that are centered around that. I don't like the Leanne's and stuff where it's like too dicey. So I was just like, no, don't get it, but I'll continue to watch. And then as the season went on, the first episode I thought were good and refreshing. As it went on, it just felt choppy because... Mary's in a closet and Whitney had a stripper pro wedding in the first 10 minutes, but it really happened at the end and all the production stuff. So I was like, you know, maybe not like it's fine, but it, I'll just keep watching for loyalty, but honey, baby, I'm ready. I am so excited. And I think that I am not going to be as vilifying as I was for Erica because I don't. I don't think so because, well, where Jen is going to be delusional, she's not going to acknowledge any victims or even take any fault. Like Erica, the performances mm-hmm. will be wildly the same because they both believe they both believe their own delusion. But where I feel better and where I get off not taking Jen to as big of a task as I did Erica is that that bitch is going to jail. So I know for a fact, no matter what, the government will do their job, and it's because I am solid in the fact that this woman's doing time. Like real hard, like get a prison name and a prison girlfriend time. That's going to happen. We're going to have an orange is the new black tell all. Like, I don't even know when she'll get out. But like this, I'm positive this will happen. Like financial district of New York, whatever, like nothing to play with. And when I saw those NYPD vets, I said, oh, they won. They were like, whatever it is, girl, we all know we win it. So, yeah. Ooh. And now you know that I don't fact check a dang thing. So this could be total bullshit. But I heard a rumor allegedly and people I know you'll slide into my DMs if I'm wrong, that Stu Chains has taken a plea deal and is potentially testifying against Jen. If that's the okay. case, she's going to jail. She's going to jail. Like, I don't think, and I had um a long time ago, I had Emily Baker on my show and that she was broke down everything. She, y'all go back and listen, especially if you want to like refresh yourself for what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a real, that would be a real Everything good she thing. said came true. Everything, everything. Like she did a great job and it's, it's a Jen Shaw, like a special episode. And she explained that if the FBI... <laughs> The New York, she said, but specifically the New, the financial district of New York who prosecutes financial crimes, they don't enter races they don't win. They don't get into fights they don't win. They only go after what they know they're going to be able to prosecute. And so if they're coming after you, it's a wrap. I mean, also Sunny Hosting, my Lord and Savior, um, on The View also said that. I just find her riveting as a lawyer. Could you imagine <laughs> if she represented me? She is a stunner. I'm like, yes! Sunny would read that judge, okay? See, that for me is why it's so funny that there's this dialogue happening of like, who's the one that tipped off the feds? I'm like, the feds right. have been watching. It was not any one of these women that tipped off the feds. They would have got there earlier. If it would have been like, we're leaving right now from the house. Like, hello. Yeah, I do find it interesting. There's been a dialogue online just comparing the Erica Jane of it all to what we're seeing now with Jen Shaw. And for me, I don't 
I haven't personally seen there to be much difference in the way the Bravo community is like rallying behind or against either one, but it's kind of like apples and oranges at this point, because we just had Mm -hmm. four months of Erica Jane and Jen Shaw has just been arrested. Mm -hmm. And so like, I have full faith in the Bravo community. I kind of feel like Erica Jane was the warm-up act and the headliner has like taken the stage. I really think we're all. Oh yeah. Because this kind of delusion would not, we would not be able to stomach it past like 10 seconds. If we we didn't have Erica Jane first, that was a palate cleanser. That was the sherbet, if you will. (laughs) Have you heard this rumor that it's sherbet? And by rumor, I mean like it's confirmed like on the internet, like dictionary.com. There is no second R, but I say rumor because bullshit it's sherbet everybody knows that yeah please dm me if you say sherbet because <laughs> i don't believe you want and i want to know your reason for that choice so please do don't take offense but just like i'm i am low-key judging that's not a word it's sherbet <laughs> well like some did you know came up at a movie or was like did you know that it's actually not sherbet and it's constantly so and someone yelled from the back of the theater bullshit <laughs> yeah. bullshit are you kidding so Oh, okay, but most importantly, we are going to just briefly wrap up Beverly Hills season four. I did talk about it with Kendrick like in a general sense, but part four just aired. So do you have final thoughts? Do you think it was worth four parts? And did you feel any sense of relief uh, with the Erica of it all being over or anything? Did anything satisfy you? I think that it could have been three easily could have been three episodes Mm -hmm. did not need to be four it makes me even more concerned that potomac is going to be four and i don't want this to become the new normal of just like four casual episodes for nothing i was satisfied in that i think my brain has broken (laughs) you're satisfied with your breaks i get it (laughs) I've been covering Beverly Hills over on my Patreon with my sister-in-law, and this last episode was one of the most chaotic recordings we've ever done together because we were just fully PK and Mauricio at that dinner, just like slap happy and laughing because I'm like, (laughs) at this point, like we're not going to get the answers we want. We're not going to get the answers we need. Erica is going to say what she's going to say. Like she has these coined responses ready to go. Her like reset button is bringing up this stupid car crash. Like I am as satisfied as I can be because I appreciate her showing up to the reunion and answering the questions, but we're never going to get like this neat little bow on the package that we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're never going to get anything from this girl. Like, this is as good as it's going to be. So then you just have to go, do you think she's going to sell it enough for a judge? That's where I just keep falling. I'm like, now I'm just judging the performance, like, as an actual critic of, like, theater. Like, will she sell it for the judge? That's where I take my bets. If this was the dress rehearsal, you know, they say a bad dress rehearsal makes for a bomb performance. She's going to kill it on the stand because this was just terrible it makes me think that maybe i should have seen her on broadway when i had the chance and she wasn't a criminal (laughs) yet allegedly the one thing that sticks with me is the mascara conversation (laughs) because this is what drove me batshit is that you had all of this time 
to think of a lie. And if you couldn't have come up with one, give me a call, slide into my DMs. I'd be happy to come up with a lie for you because Rinna, the little sycophant, is sitting there like feeding her her lines of like, maybe you had a different glam squad that day. All Erica had to say- How can you afford glam squads? Yes, all she had to say was, All of this information had just dropped. I didn't know what was going to happen in my life, what I could afford. This was the first filming event that I did my own makeup. I used Maybelline. I went to CVS. It wasn't waterproof. It was a mistake. I was going hiking and I was a mess. I wasn't thinking clearly. And it was the first time I did my own makeup because I didn't know what my financial future was going to look like. Had she said that, everybody would have shut up. But instead she's like, doubling down and like, oh, I got a new glam squad, but I always wear waterproof mascara. In fact, I'm allergic to not waterproof mascara. It's like, what are you actually saying, Erica? She's trying to say that her tears were so real and so raw and potent that they broke the waterproof (laughs) mascara. That's what she was suggesting, in my opinion. (laughs) She was like, I always wear waterproof mascara, but it just didn't even matter that day because the tears kept coming. My pain was so palpable. Girl, they sell waterproof mascara in the green and pink tint. It's like pink body. It's Maybelline. It says uh-huh. waterproof. I'm pretty sure. And it's like $8. That's the stuff I, I know use. she at least got $8. <laughs> Although currently, one could question because you hear or see, of course you did. But this judge has said, like, she's in trouble. They're like, oh, yeah. So what we gave her, the law firm, y'all, is basically saying that what they gave her, the $25 million was a loan. It was a loan that they now need payment on and all that money would go to the victims. And the judge was like, sounds like a good idea. I think that's a good deal. Do that. But is this the same loan that in this reunion she says didn't Did happen? Did not happen. It was not ever deposited. She focused on the semantics a la Bethany that year that her and Carol like, went back and forth repeatedly. I bet you she was just like, Andy said, did Tom deposit $25 million? So she was like, Tom did not. Oh. Girardi, Keys, and other people did. Mm. And it's like, mm. but she focused on probably the semantics of that. But there's a record. Like most of these things, like we've seen. So you can't make that up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I've said before, I don't think it needed to be four parts. It could have been a um, blooper reel. Like, cut moments or whatever for like a 30 minutes or an hour and then a sit down one-on-one with Erica Jane like he should just do it with all the criminal people allegedly mm-hmm. like he did one with Teresa now do one with Erica but wait till maybe she gets sentenced and then um do one with Jen Shaw like, th- from the jail <laughs> just call up there put her on 60 days in or something and she'll do an interview that would be great but yeah it didn't need to be four parts it could have just been a one-on-one with erica and that would have been it because that's all we were really there for that's all most mm-hmm. of us cared about i know y'all go up for kathy and kyle but y'all are the sometimes i'm just like i definitely know who only put salt and pepper on that chicken that being y'all staying i don't understand and but these are also a lot of the same people who are like i don't watch atlanta or anything else other than the shows i've known forever but i just want y'all to want better for yourselves and kyle and kathy are just so like watered down broth it is sure good for you in some respects but you only need it when you're sick otherwise it's kind of a disappointment (laughs) um anyways moving (laughs) on to now things that matter and this is the current 
um, the present. It's crazy that Beverly Hills is already filming, though. I don't think that Eric will ever talk about this again. But um, good for them. They're they're on their way quickly. Um, and as that's happening, Potomac is on its way out. We're at part one of the reunion. And I know everyone's very concerned about four parts. But let me tell you, you have to know what to expect. They don't need to be criminals on Potomac to even deserve three parts. They are just alive. And when they breathe, good things happen. So the fourth part, we know it's just going to be Nicki Minaj. Like it's, it's not going to be anything special because I don't think Andy's going to really give up his throne of questioning these women and being shady and respectability politics and, and a, little, a little awful all around. But he's not going to give that up to Nicki. She doesn't even have good judgment. Do you think it's going to be part four? Or do you think it's going to be part three? Probably part three. Like probably in the middle. Yeah. Like I wanted to ask y'all some questions over on the topic, but she can't be objective. So it's not like, and that's fine. She's a fan. Fans shouldn't have to be objective. If they don't want to. So yeah. I just feel like it's going to be not right now. The fact that Andy showed them that grainy video that Nicki Minaj shot on a potato being like, oh, she couldn't make it this year, ladies, but maybe next year. It's like, why are we setting them up? Why are we doing this? It's too I much. I know. I did hear that they didn't know. Like, they didn't know that I she was there. I believe it. And because she came, like, the last three hours, I hear, um, from, and they were there, like, 18, like, some double-digit number. Um, so they were there a long time, and she came, like, the last three or four hours. And then, so she probably did do three, because I'm sure she got there when she wanted to get there. And so they had to keep filming after her. Like, we still have a job to do, but it was cute that you came. Surprise, here she is, Nicki Minaj. Mm. Yeah, I thought that it would be like, well, what a relief. At least we don't have to answer Andy anymore because sometimes he gets on my nerves. But I, in, a, in a loving, like, I just roll my eyes at him way. But his going so hard at Candace for this social media thing and then being like, some people on the internet kind of think it's inappropriate for you to post those pictures on Instagram. Maybe you shouldn't kowtow me to her. I'm just like, mm, I don't really get that because I know for a fact Candace has at least made more money for you than Erica Jane because Erica Jane is, it doesn't give you anything and Candace will give you everything every time. I had an issue with Andy and I couldn't put my finger on it with this reunion, but it sometimes it just comes across as like so unprofessional and catty. And even like, I mean, and Giselle's not my favorite, but even him, just like his snide little comments about like her house and her fashion. I understand that that's like part of her lore and that's part of like what we as fans like drag her for. So I understand if it's like, Minnie from Minneapolis wants to know why is your fashion so terrible? But when he's making the little digs at her, like in between breaks and stuff, it just comes across as like, at the end of the day, you're her boss and there has to be like a line somewhere. And maybe I just had like a bad taste in my mouth because he started out being like, Mia, what did you have done to your vagina? Like, and why do you even, again, care so much about what these women have had done to their faces? Yes, it's because the fans want to know. But it's just so weird when, like, your boss is asking you that question. Right. Imagine you're in a staff meeting and your boss is like, hey, Wendy, I can barely look you in the eyes because your tits are just so big. It's like, what the fuck, Andy? Yeah. I mean, I, I took some trainings. I know what's, that's not appropriate. <laughs> I'm aware. I passed. I actually read and listened to the videos. I did. Yeah. I loved 
part one of this reunion because out of nowhere, I just laugh sometimes. I don't know why. Oh, I do. It's because they allege that Giselle was dating Van Jones at one point. And the fact that they probably could have even been in the same relationship. And that was something that people weren't shocked by. It's amazing. Good for her. But then Wendy out of nowhere goes, that's not true because Van likes women of integrity. And I just could not contain. It was funny. Like it was such a funny reunion. It was very shady. It reminded me like about to get out the ruler to prove her forehead. But we got the same damn forehead. (laughs) And Karen says, don't talk about my forehead. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's just the way Ashley parts her hair that her forehead could look any different sometimes, like one way or the other. It just depends on her head uh, or her hair. And I think Candace is just always wearing her clothes closer to the front and the middle part. So it just kind of balances everything out. This this show, these women are so funny. And I love that they're in on also the joke because I think at one point, Karen wasn't to say like, nobody goes back and forth like me and Giselle. Like that's the day. I was like, I love that you're aware that you're only great spar. If you know your sparring partner and your, your friend of me is your sparring partner and that's like the only good TV, that's called a working relationship. And I appreciate the professionalism from those ladies. Like for real. Because Karen could absolutely never see Giselle again and probably be fine. But that's the difference between the women of Potomac and like a Vicki Gumbelson or a Ramona Singer or any of the OGs that start to think that they are the show. Like, I think the women of Potomac truly understand that the magic of their franchise is the fact that they are an ensemble. Mm -hmm. They know that the assignment, they truly understood the assignment that each of them are just there to be shady. Whoever is shady and good at it in like a non like terrible way, but just keep the things going. You get a fantastic season, even if there is no like wine table gate, because here's what I want to say to people who are like, this is a totally like more boring season than uh, last season after the wine. I want you to honestly check why you feel that that is appropriate. Like Potomac has to absolutely take you like to another level and be that like table flipping type of thing. And it's not because I'm saying you want, you know, to see like the Potomac ladies get like actually like, you know, out of their character. But it's more, what do you think Beverly Hills has after this? Mm-hmm. Nothing. In America's stuff didn't come out, which they didn't know much about beforehand. What would we have had? Same with Salt Lake City. If Jen didn't get arrested, what would we have had? Caterer Gates for 18 episodes? Okay. So have fun with that. But like Potomac yeah. has a fun season no matter what, they have a good amount of confrontation and everything else, no matter what, they have a solid standing and they're standing on their own in the ratings, even after last season. Mm-hmm. Like, so then, which actually, believe it or not, which most people don't know, a lot of people of color, especially like Black community who were watching Potomac, like just to like stay behind the community because they only watch Potomac or Atlanta, they stopped watching after the wine fight because they hated to see the respectability politics on the show. They were like, we're out because what we hate to see is this and I'm coming I'm looking at you eventually Giselle when we talk about what she said because that triggered me so hard when she told Candace that if Mia popped her she would like kind of understand I'm like do we not see a career difference because that's gross I was like wait a minute 
Yeah. Ooh, and I don't even have to be a candy. What are you all called? Well, I'm a Candace apologist. I'm not a oh, okay. candy gal. I'm not a basset hound. I am just a straight up apologist. That's a good one. But I do have to say, based on what you were saying of like the criticism of like this, this season was boring compared to last. I would almost argue that the fact that we had such a light, fun season after last season speaks to the talent and the chemistry of this cast because they were coming back from a very heavy season. They lost a castmate. They had two newbies. And the fact that it was still delivering and it was firing on all cylinders and it was funny and it was light and it was witty and it was quick and it was entertaining, I just think speaks to their talent. Like this is just a an all-star franchise. Yeah, they're fantastic. And they don't need to be, you know, performing at mm-hmm. Friday night, premiere night on Broadway. At every time at all seasons, they would get exhausted. Sometimes we get a Wednesday matinee and it's still a Tony <laughs> award-winning cast. Like y'all, I make analogies all day for eight-year-olds. So they just really like come like, like <laughs> cocked and loaded, like up in the front, just take one out, keep it going. Um, but I thought that the ladies all looked great. I do think that we need to have some conversations with the lighting people of this cast of the show of this set because the lights aren't going the way they should for people who are jaw-dropping flea stunning the whole cast everyone looks like 12 out of 10s and how why do i see bad things on people say like i see different colors and hair synthetic I just don't love it it's not it's not giving what it's supposed to get when I know they look sickening although Robin did post a picture of her reunion outfit today and she was like the lighting's terrible but y'all get it and it was fantastic I woman loved is great. Robin's dress <laughs> yeah she's cute that was a good one yeah I love all the looks but there was something about seeing hers like at the reunion I was like oh I love this dress Oh, yeah, I think they all look actually quite good. I know y'all don't like Giselle's outfit, but I honestly also think y'all have a predisposition to dislike what she wears. <laughs> I don't like that they were actually pants, but I don't hate her outfit. I actually think she probably looked the best that she's looked in a long time. I thought it looked great. It looked very, um, what's that store that the jump off used to go to back in the day? BB. <laughs> it looked like it came from BB. I like BB. I couldn't wear it because I was too young. My mom said it was too raunchy, but... I like the stuff. I was like, I want to dress like that one day and be a basketball wife or something. Um, but Giselle looked like it came from PP with that with the chain belt. I haven't seen like an attached chain and belt. Then, like in a gaucho long time. pants. Oh, that was tough. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't again, I don't love that it has basically probably like would have just cut it. Just make it a hot slit, just cut it. But the ladies look fantastic. I think they're being very funny. I think they're being quite amazing. And um, I love the, the petty already. I love that I thought it and I was like, I need to text Chelsea this. And I just wrote it down to say it on the podcast and you need it today because we are just in connected and like Bravo soul sisters. Giselle gave us a spring summer 2020 <laughs> and, and it was fantastic. And I said it as soon as she looked, she, as soon as she said it, I looked up and said, oh, like spring summer. But she was like January, <laughs> February ish. I'm like, oh my God, we're getting a spring summer moment. This is what you do when you are lying about a man. And I have to say Dr. Wendy's performance in part one of this reunion. I know that the criticism last year was that she basically like came to the reunion to be like, no, but like have me back for another season. I know people said that she was like, 
too much or whatever this season. I've always enjoyed her, but her performance at this reunion, she has a seat next to Andy, which I love. So girl. And her lines were just so perfect because they didn't seem forced. They didn't seem like she was like trying to do too much, but her being like, well, actually January doesn't line up for the time because remember Jamal did that Instagram live where he said he was single in December. So that's interesting because that doesn't match up. (laughs) There it is. And she's like January, February-ish. No one knows because, and again, even Candace was like, girl, I was going to go with you with this story until you said it was because of COVID. I need you to come up with a better lie than that because they all know better. But even Candace was like, come up with a better lie, girl. COVID of all the things. This is what's so confusing to me. And I don't know if I'm just a moron that's like missing the plot. So the women just want her to admit that they ruined her relationship by exposing Jamal at the reunion. Is that basically what they want? They want her to be like, yeah, we broke up because you publicly ruined my life. I think they want her to admit that they were never a thing like that. Oh, I think they want to go back to the beginning and be like, Please tell these people that the reason he could have another baby on you is because he wasn't really with you. Oh, I think, honestly okay. think it's a convoluted way of caring for her. Like, do not have the world out here thinking you look stupid because he didn't have the baby. He didn't have your back. He said that he was not in a relationship. So just say you were never in a relationship so it doesn't look like he played the fuck out of you and cheated on you again. So you don't have to answer to Andy who's like, wouldn't you be hurt if he cheated on you again? She goes, no, I don't care. You don't care because you weren't with him like that. And I wish you, I do wish you would say that. Because otherwise it makes her look like he had her played like a fiddle. And we don't, I don't yeah. even want to see my own girl. I don't think Karen wants to see Giselle go out like that. I no, really don't. even Karen said Giselle deserves better. Yes. I think she was bringing up everything last season on the reunion because she was like, please say that she is doing all these things because he is not with you like that. I think Monique brought it up out of spite and revenge, but I do in a weird way think that whatever issues Karen and Giselle have, I do think that there is real love there too. And I think that Karen in a weird, weird way that only like frenemies can have, like she cares about Giselle. Yeah, she was talking about the taxes thing. She wanted to make sure she was okay. Yeah. Like she cares. They were friends for a long time. They've been friends of me since episode one, which we did together on my Patreon. <laughs> um, when we broke down uh, season one, episode one, and they, we were like, oh, they used to be such good friends and I like them as friends of me. But we all like think that they like fell off at some point. And then we, we rewatched episode one. It was in the first 10 minutes. They were like, not really us. No, we don't love each other. <laughs> and I was like, wait. Oh, this has been forever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she famously gave her a um, frame of etiquette notes that she just basically printed <laughs> from the printer and put in a $1 frame from Dollar Tree with etiquette. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Um, and it's still going on to this day where at least Karen recognizes that they're great sparring partners. She wants to see Giselle like be okay. Cause she's like, I don't want to like kick you while you're down. I just want to kick you, you know? <laughs> and I like to see them do that. I do think Wendy's coming in strong, but at the moment, it's a reunion, and that's what I like. Mm-hmm. So I actually am loving this reunion because we've had, like, no real previews about it. When I think One of the things I like about there not being some major thing happening this year is that I'm not anticipating something. Right. I didn't really watch Salt Lake City unless it was on in the background until last night. Like, until this most recent episode. Because otherwise, I don't really care. Like, I would prefer to not be waiting for something to happen because I'm not going to be interested until that happens. 
I like that there wasn't a lot of promotion around this season or what was happening in the plot because every episode was a gift to me and it was great. And the girls were fighting without even Gisela Robin being there at one point, without Karen being there. They're just fighting anyway. Like, they all know what they're doing. Like you always say, they're an ensemble cast and they recognize that. And now this reunion, because there was nothing really like eventful happening, it's just going to be fun and shady and like confrontational. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that in Candace's mind she really thought that she was going easy on Mia? I think she does too. <laughs> she was like, you were ungrateful. <laughs> Every time this woman talks, I can't understand why y'all like her. And I also can totally understand why you stand her at the her. same time. She says things that go so far and I'm just like, that is terrible. Y'all have like literally, you have emboldened a monster. And Mm -hmm. then she says things like, I took it easy on you and you were ungrateful. And I said, if that is not a t-shirt tomorrow, (laughs) you were ungrateful. It's like, (laughs) she's so this woman. She was ungrateful because all she was doing at first was talking about her clique. Now I'm going to talk about your mama (laughs) because you didn't take the hint. But that's the mark of a true supervillain. That's the mark of a true supervillain is that they follow their own convoluted moral code that they fully believe. And in Candace's mind, she was like, oh, no, I'm going easy on the newbie. I'm only talking about her clit oh, you're being ungrateful about it? Well, now I'm going to bring in your biggest insecurity because that's actually what I'm best at is being a total garbage goblin and highlighting your insecurity and going to town. Yeah, and I was like, I probably disagree with the delivery of everything Candace does most of the time. I 100% agree, agree with usually all her points. I felt the same thing. What's crazy is that what I'm seeing in Housewives, I would never want to acknowledge or see in myself because I might hold them to a way higher standard than I do myself. But I would absolutely go straight Candace. I would go straight Monique if I found out one of my friends or one of my new friends is asking my mom if my spouse is getting paid by me or not. Like, I have an issue. I'm sorry. I have a very serious, strong issue. But the delivery and the way of communicating that issue, oh, she drops that baton every time. Yeah. I've never seen somebody be so consistently right while being simultaneously so consistently wrong in my life. Mm -hmm. Like it's a real skill set. It's her superpower of just going about it in the absolutely wrong way. I was like, this was really heartbreaking though. And I didn't really understand the women being like, why are you mad at Mia and not your mom? And it's like, well, she's mad at Mia because they're not friends and they're coworkers. But as we learn, like she and her mom and Chris are like not the same from this situation. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was so sad because I can't imagine being Chris and having to deal with Dorothy. It would be impossible. I'm not, I'm sorry. I probably am not going to that house anymore. Like I'm just, and and I would be like, you know what? I love you, but I don't need that. So, and I would, that would be a boundary I would have to respect as a spouse as well, because you've got me twisted to be on camera it's bad enough that it happened mm-hmm. it's worse that it's public so he had now he had to know about it and yeah. that's that's terrible and I just I kind of feel really you know bad for Candace and in, in that respect and 
I mean, but you know, Mia was ungrateful. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I just it's really all it is. It's that Candace is really bad at like the packaging. It's like you're really it's high quality shit. Like it's really good, a nice Italian bag, but it's just coming in like a glad trash bag. But there's a fine line between acknowledging that what she says is not okay to draw the line then to like, but then you deserve to have your ass beat. You know what I mean? Like you can say that she, her delivery is terrible. She goes below the belt, but I just think it's this weird thing that happens. That's like not true to real life, but for whatever reason, we like put on our housewives fans hats and then we're like, kick her ass. She deserves it. It's like at the end of the day, she's showing up to do her job and maybe she's doing it in a way that we would prefer her not to, because like they have a contract to argue with each other. They have a contract to show up to filming and fight and be petty and shady. And yes, maybe she goes below the belt, but that doesn't like give her the pass to like get dragged. I just think it's such right. a weird concept that seems to like keep coming up specifically to her. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I was talking about when I said like Giselle really irritated me that that's where she went with that. And she was like, with what you said, mm, I would have not had a problem if she like hurt you or something like that. I'm like, really? That's interesting because if we're going to play that like, there's a reason like for there could be a justifiable reason for that kind of violence when it wasn't acceptable with Monique, I would think that Mia and her mom is probably just as valid of a reason if everyone could exist as Monique and her, the, the paternity of her son. Mm-hmm. So like if you, if you could argue it's, it will Mia's mom and stuff, I do agree with Candace and Wendy. If her mom did relapse, God forbid, that would not be on Candace because she did put her on this show. I don't agree that she exploited her mother, but I'm saying her mom is on this platform because of her daughter. So that is not, like you welcome this chaos into your house. But also if her mom relapses, it's not Candace's responsibility and it's not Mia's responsibility either. Like it is the person who is maintaining sobriety's responsibility to maintain their own sobriety and I think it speaks to Mia's relationship with her mom that she still does feel that responsibility and she is still worried about outside forces interfering with that but that's total projection then to say well it's Candace's fault if she relapses it's nobody's fault except for the person and it's not even their fault it's an addiction but I just I agreed with Candace being like, I need to be clear. Don't put that on me. Yeah, I agree too. And you're right. You're totally right. Like it's on no one but the person to make sure that they are okay and have what they need. Cause she definitely could have declined to do this show. And even though as inspiring as she is, and I know Mia honestly just wants to make her mom proud. It seems like she's a lot of mommy complexes happening when she really just wants her mom to like be there for her and like there's a little girl that's like trapped there and it's sometimes really sad to watch and I understand that protection because a rational and adult human being which I believe Mia to be in whatever way you think uh, (laughs) would understand exactly what you just said like it's not one this girl that she doesn't know whether she relapses or not she faces worse things every day being like in the world but her immediate response was like, I have to protect my mom from someone gave me a third grader who someone said, your mom is ugly or something like that. And they're like, you will not talk about my mom. They feel like they, as a child, can protect yeah. them when they have to. Like, it's like no excuse. 
which I still feel sometimes all the time, but I do have a mommy complex. I'm like, she was a, a, a I love her to death and we're best friends now because we're both so busy, but she was a workaholic as a child. And I know a lot of reasons why that is now and I forgive her for it, but beyond what she could provide for me, I missed my mom. I was just like, where are you? Like everybody else has their mom at the field trip, but me. And it's all, it was always a thing. I'm like, so-and-so has your mommy then. Oh, uh, and so-and-so is going to take your mommy this time. And I'm like, Okay, like a lot of failed trips by myself. And I was like, hey, mommy, where are you? So I get it because, but it made me recognize that like she feels this like innate need to protect her mom because she really is still young inside and hoping to like kind of redo all of that with her mom. So I understand why she would absolutely want to fight Candace. I just don't think it would be Candace's fault whatever decision or whatever happens to her mom because her mom is dealing with something that's beyond both of their control Mm -hmm. and she's a strong woman every day for even coming on this show and doing all this because honey i'm not an addict and i would i don't know if i could do it yeah put up with them talking about my mama no but i think this um reunion i think will be good I wish that Annie did not go so hard on Candace about how she tweets and everything because yes, she goes below the belt, but Erica literally like makes people cry and quit. So, and we just were like, you mean, you just bit Crystal's head off. And yeah, you said it with like a little bit of sarcastic tone, but you like, he like grilled Candace like she was in trouble with the principal. Andy was like laughing and smiling and calling Erica a piece of work after she called her coworker a C-U-N-T. Yeah. In front but of him. You're vicious on Twitter, whatever. Like he said that multiple times. And I'm just like, saying that's interesting. So between him and then Giselle of the, I don't understand if Mia wanted to hurt you. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think there's an excuse for that. It was like, Candace gives me James Kennedy energy sometimes where Mm -hmm. it is like, for me, they're usually wrong in most of their delivery, if not all. But sometimes the principle of the thing and the fact that everybody like likes to just like pile on them because it's the easy thing to do. They know they're going to mess up instead of like taking them under the wing. They think they're doing them a favor by criticizing them in that way. It's like you almost have to side with them. Like I had to side with James Kennedy that year that he like took it on the chin from everyone for him and Raquel because she couldn't even get her story out. And he was like cursing everybody out. I had to, because I'm like, why are you all piling on this one person? Now I have to look at the person who is the strong one here and be like, well, good for you. Because now Candace, her boss, her coworker, everybody is saying, now you're the worst. You need to really tone it down. And she's like, everybody does this. And she's like, well, you deserve to get your ass beat. I'm like, this is not great. There is a very interesting thing that happens specifically with Candace where... A lot of people online will look at everything she says under a microscope. And it's easy to do because let me be clear, a lot of the shit she says is not okay. But there is also a double standard of everybody on that cast is doing things that if we really look at it are problematic. They're all shaming Dr. Wendy for her looks, for her decisions of what she does with her body, for her decision of how she dresses. They all shame Mia for her past, for what she did for employment, for how she met G, for what she's chosen to do with her body. They all shame Giselle for her relationship, Robin for her relationship. And Giselle for not having a relationship. They shame her. If she's in one, they shame her. If she's out of one. Absolutely. And then 
there are these instances we're laughing when Karen, you know, is talking about Giselle's flappy vagina. We all condemn and say like fire Candace because she calls Ashley wide bodied, which again, let me be clear, isn't okay, but not one peep on Twitter when Ashley is commenting on Chris's weight this episode. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. it's like, if Candace had commented on somebody else's husband's weight, that would have been an entire dissertation on Instagram. Yeah. There's definitely a drama response happening with Candace. I think she's probably gotten so much criticism or something growing up, or I honestly just think that her mom is, she scares me as a mom. If if this is how she is as as with Candace as an adult, I'm actually like really concerned. On camera? Right. I'm really concerned with how she grew up. So it feels like Candace kind of had to become vile, not that it's an excuse, but like it was a defense mechanism because her mom is brutal. So if that's a, and she's a therapist, so she definitely had Candace thinking that she was doing it right. Like this is the right thing and everything. It's like scares the heck out of me. But like sometimes it just feels like the scales are definitely unbalanced. But nevertheless, I think that the girls deliver. Mm -hmm. They deliver all the time because they keep discourse like this going. They keep us constantly in some kind of weird carousel of like, okay, so sometimes I'm right. And sometimes I'm on the right side and other times I'm on the left. And I don't know where I'm at with Potomac any day of the week, but I like it here. Mm -hmm. It's good and it's Mm -hmm. fun. And a carousel is just good, clean fun sometimes. And just looking forward to more shadiness. Not so much Nicki Minaj, but I'm telling you, you could probably skip that one. I'm going to skip that one, but yeah, I'll, I'll just get the highlights on Instagram. You guys will do a good job of keeping me in the know of any funny moments. It'll be on the shade room. They'll do like a look, a little collage yeah. in the best moments. <laughs> and I have good commentary and that's usually all I really care about uh-huh. um, because they too only uh, cover Atlanta and Potomac. <laughs> so <laughs> except for those weird times when there's like a crossover of the two, like when pop smoke, tragically got killed in Teddy Mellencamp's mm. rental home and the husband did the security things and all the stuff like that was like a weird time. They were like, y'all might know her from Hustle's Beverly Hills. I was like, I know her. Me. I do. <laughs> Ooh, that never I forgot came up on that. the show. I just want to make that very clear that we, mm-hmm. that was never addressed and I actually feel a little ways about it. We'll talk. That that um, happened when they were filming? And sense and nothing. Like, I just want to, okay. But you know what, we are going to get a whole lot of what's going on with Dorit. I'm just putting that out there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In fact, you see how quickly we saw the footage? They got that lickety split. I'm really glad so they can get one step closer. But that was within 72 hours. And um, Pop Smoke's killer was just arrested this year. But they just like, figured it out. So just let me sip on that. Even with all that security, huh? Yeah, that was available. So it was working real good, clear 
crime because we got the we we already know we we're on the lookout now for who threatened to reach motherhood. That's terrible. Like we're on the lookout, and I'm glad she's getting the answers that she deserves. I really am. I am always happy when crimes are in process of getting solved and people get to keep their families. I would love that across the board, but I am very happy when it happens. Like very very happy. So. I also, I really hope Doree's doing well. I hope they don't use this as a filming opportunity. It makes me very anxious that they were like, well, how do you feel about that? Because some people are like, well, she should tell her story like early and she wants to be raw and emotional. And I'm like, oh? I, I have a very hard time with how it's been treated on Instagram. It's been treated mm. as like content and I... Oh, I don't that post really gross. Purpose. Yeah, like it I made just, me. I didn't post the footage. It made me feel weird. Yeah, and I understand with the footage, there's a purpose that we're like trying to spread awareness. So if people know that, you know, I, I get it. I don't know. I think that it's like she is in the middle of a trauma, and I think you know it is her job to talk about her life. And we also always give the Beverly Hills women shit for not talking about their life. But I just I don't know. I don't really have like an articulate answer for this because having been held up at gunpoint, it just icks me out of like, I couldn't imagine going through something like this and then having to see the Instagram community, like one question, whether or not I'm telling the truth. And then two, like, capitalize off of my trauma as like content porn kind of and then I don't know like if Mm. she feels empowered by telling her story then that's great if that's part of her healing then that's great I just think what's gonna drive me crazy is watching Lisa Rinna turn this into like somehow her storyline you know what I mean like that's all I can think about is just like Lisa Rinna somehow making herself the center of it I just know she's gonna do it yeah weirdly I don't really trust all these women to be um more empathetic than they are egotistical so I'm not <laughs> that's like a good that, way of phrasing it I, I'm not like that excited I feel like Erica could do the same thing to make sure she doesn't have to like talk about her shit anymore and they would think they're doing a great like a good thing as a friend but it's a lot of deflecting that would happen and honestly just wish that Dorit could like heal a little bit this would be a leave of absence for anybody else like in any other workplace who just yeah. who don't do things that hyper involve their lives being at the microscope in front of millions of people people push paper and they leave after something like this yeah have you seen PK like going after it's like a PR person on Twitter who I guess had all of these like sock puppet accounts. She was allegedly behind like Brielle's blowjob, Karen Huger's mole, someone else's account. But it was like all these like Twitter accounts that were basically saying that like it was a setup. It was a storyline. It was like saying all these like bad things about Dorit. We'll come to find out it's this woman who works in PR and PK is like blasting her name all over Instagram. And I'm kind of like, you know what? Go off PK. Cause I can only yeah, imagine like, that's the wife and the mother of his kids. Yeah. Like you got him messed up. Yeah. Like I can only imagine him feeling so like out of control because he was like out of the country when this happened. So this is his way of being like, no, I'm going to find a way to channel this energy and fuck you, lady. Yeah. I mean, tell her off. I'm always here for a good read, you know? You don't have to get physical. (laughs) 
but <laughs> a good read will do. It'll go dab will do you. A virtual like, salad toss. Yeah, it's like, honestly, and this is a fantastic segue, like, though we had a major, major moment that we knew we were all signing up for, for the end of Salt Lake City, I was, I thought I was just going to be holding on until then, but little did I know, Mary. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Oh, I texted Chelsea and was like, just please know I'm going to stay and marry for way too long. I know she's a cult leader to you people. <laughs> I know. Are you joining her cult? <laughs> no, I'm not. But I won't explain to you. I will spare everyone the reason why I'm saying that. Not that it doesn't matter, but like that's that can't be a factor in my mind. Like not that I don't want it to be. It genuinely can't be. And there's a lot of reasons why and the same reasons for the, and I promise you most people who do defend Mary <laughs> being a cult leader if she is allegedly we don't know they do so for a lot of the same reason but that's a that's a conversation for a different day for at least y'all I mean Chelsea will probably talk about this later but I think that beyond that the delusion is so delicious like, it's so fun how she delivers her lines. Like, she's so matter-of-fact. She's, like, the kind of person who's like, why would I invite her? I don't like her. <laughs> like, what? Like, she looks at you like, you're crazy for asking the question. Well, she's good. The fact that we have to talk about the invitation, where she right. essentially wanted Whitney to show up looking like a gangster Halloween costume from Party City. And then you have to admire the fact that Whitney walked in not dressed like that. And Mary to her face was like, well, you ruined my joke. How dare you show up <laughs> looking normal when you were the butt of the joke and the punchline and now you've ruined it. Oh my God. Yeah. She's incredible. She's so, like she put on Whitney. How dare you not let me humiliate you, girl? Rude. Like, <laughs> how dare you? I was going to have fun. We were going to have fun together. You didn't know it, but it was going to happen. Like, Oh my gosh, she's nuts. And then little girl, like that happened at that table, right? I couldn't tell if it was editing or not. I think there could low-key be some editing in there just because Mary said little girls if she did not hear a word Whitney said. Like it just didn't feel like she was registering. I mean, it's possible. It's Mary. But it felt like she was not registering a single sentence because they weren't matching up context-wise. Whitney's like, I've been nothing but loving to you. Like, I have always held your back more than anyone else here. And Mary's like, you've messed with the wrong one. Don't play. Keep your tone down, little girl. I'm like, <laughs> you're not hearing her at all. But I don't, Monty, I don't think that's editing. I think that that is the way that Mary M. Cosby's brain processes information. Like, I don't think she did hear Whitney. I think that mm. she is just literally like in her mind, she's like, how dare you show up in normal clothes? How dare you talk to me at my event mm. after showing up in normal clothes? And you are a little girl while simultaneously 
having too much Botox and plastic surgery because famously <laughs> I myself have never had any work done. Mm-hmm. I wonder what she rationalizes in her head, like that lie, because I think she believes it. I think she but believes she went everything she says. Whitney wholeheartedly, like for in those text messages, those were sick. And I think maybe I'm saying that there was editing because Whitney then was too calm to me. I think Whitney is terrified of her. She was saying, I'm like, you really want her to love you, love you, like adore you and not hate you. I think Whitney talked to Mary's cousin and is terrified of her. Like even when her and Meredith were talking, Whitney's like, I'm just going to take it. Like, I don't think Whitney wants to pick a fight with Mary because I think she's legitimately like not sure what Mary is capable of. Yeah. Meredith's like, yeah, so you know, I'm mad with, a man <laughs> who used to be in Mary's church and <laughs> he said some things and Whitney's like, yeah, um, I think I did the same thing, but I just decided he told me do not cross her at all. Like, just don't do it. She's like, basically, girl, I know I've heard the same thing, but uh-uh. he said beware. So I'm just not even engaged. But I love that like we didn't even know that Whitney had like done the same thing until Meredith was like, guess what? Big reveal. And Whitney's like, shh, we don't speak about that here. I'm like, interesting. I think all of the women have heard, they know, and it was just like a matter of time of like, how was this going to come out on camera and by who? Do you think that, I mean, clearly Lisa Barlow set that shit up last episode. Do you think Meredith was in on it? Or do you think she really was blindsided by Cameron at that Fresh Wolf event? I think Meredith absolutely was blindsided. That's what I think. Meredith is easy to blindside. (laughs) I think the only way Meredith would ever be responsible for like a takedown of someone is when she tells us all that she's responsible for it. Like she is about the feds being on Jen. Like don't mess with my family. Like you really think you got this woman facing like a couple of stacks of a sentence because she liked homophobic things about your son. While terrible, that is an extreme response then. To send her to jail? (laughs) I mean, I get it, but every mom would dream. Like, every mom has kind of like, I believe, my mom included, has digested. But at the very least, they have to tailor down their reactions to people that mess up their kids so they don't go to jail. Mm -hmm. Like, but to send someone to jail, my mom would love to have the ability to wreck somebody's (laughs) life like that for saying something bad about me. Oh, my God. She would, and I'm a grown person. She'd be like, that would be the time of my life. I'd love it. Give me the opportunity. Because Meredith, if you can do that, good on you. But otherwise, you're not ever going to be responsible for a takedown. And Meredith just doesn't have it in her. She's a day late and a dollar short. That's what I thought too. And then over on my Patreon, my sister-in-law was like, what if, and the way she presents this, my sister-in-law is a Virgo. So the way that she presents information just seems so thought out and real that I'm Mm -hmm. always like, wait, but what if, because she was like, what if Meredith and Lisa were in on it together and all eyes are on Lisa because she is so bad at delivering these plots. Like Lisa is so obvious and heavy handed and makes it so apparent that Meredith is really like the true sniper from the side. And once she said that, I was like, that would make me a full Meredith stand. If that's the case, yeah, we would have to be married of stands, but I just 
I full on promise you that's not possible. I think Lisa <laughs> is just so goddamn good at being messy. I think she doesn't ask anyone. She doesn't. I think she thinks she's literally doing the public good. She's just like acting on her own solo yes. mission. You talk about like their own like convoluted like moral code. Yeah, it's Lisa. Like she <laughs> operates by a book of Lisa only, yeah. and I'm here. It's one of the reasons why she's one of my favorites, especially on the West Coast. I think she's strong because she is like in a different world. We're marching to a different beat. Her and Mary. That's probably why they don't like each other. They're just in different planets. Like Lisa is like. Oh, you yelled at me about Google. Cool, 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 cool. I'll expose your cult. Tit for tat, eye for an yep. eye. It's like, that's not actually the same, Lisa. And I think she did it quickly. Like, I need to move on this fast. She didn't have time to start a group chat. She didn't have time to ask Meredith and Whitney to go in on it. She didn't have time. She's acting like alone because her problems, whoever hurt her is like the most important. And every bit is what of what I think Meredith like wants to portray. I honestly believe Lisa is and doesn't believe she is. Meredith wants us all to think she's like covert and she has been she will do anything to protect her family. Like she fully <laughs> wants us to believe that. Yeah. Lisa actually will and she's just like I've done nothing wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like she's full mafia all I have in this world is like my name and my family and she's like you will not slander both and Meredith is like I've said it and it will not happen and Lisa's <laughs> like I have no other choice but to expose your cult like girl don't ever tell me to google you <laughs> yeah Meredith is like I can do things so you better be careful. And Lisa's like coming back. She's like, um, I just lit that building on fire. Do you want to go like to Chick-fil-A real quick? Yeah, she's like, let's go get a latte. Like, let's <laughs> let's get a let's get a juice. Like, he's very much like, let's go get a juice at like two o'clock after you just destroyed someone's like 401k <laughs> or something in a in a weird way. She's burn notice and it's fantastic. I think Lisa is amazing. I just do. It's very funny to me the way she's operating. Like that is. Ooh, that is some good housewife material. Her and Mary, to me, I think are really delivering. I like them both, though they're on opposite sides. Mm-hmm. But they're both mm-hmm. evil. Yes, and in a way that is entertaining for me. <laughs> now, and most importantly, yes, we care about what I was just talking about, but what we're all really here for is when they get on this damn bus Ooh. and they're in a parking lot at Beauty Lab and Laser, which is now like... It's, you know, now in the books of the feds, like the federal government now has like a whole chapter on Bravo because there's <laughs> a beauty lab and laser. It's written in somebody's official records. And there's in, like, there's all the girls' names, all the names and everybody, because you know, they're detailed. And I'm like, now beauty lab and lasers on the official records of the FB and the I. That's amazing. This is fantastic for Heather. Put it in the clubhouse. Andy needs those federal documents the search warrant yeah he would ask for it too like can i just have that although they're asking him for a few things right now in those subpoenas um but they're in this bus one at a time they get on there's a jenny there's a lisa there's a whitney then there's a jen shaw and a jen shaw and all of her very toasted and braided glory looking real toasted little little crisp um in the, in the complexion there and um 
some some nice like cinnamon spread was put on, which I do love cinnamon spread on toast. So I get the alert. <laughs> I'm just saying it looked a little tinted moisturizer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It gave me very much some of our favorite celebs that like to be like, I am ambiguous. And it's like, are you? Like, you know, when Kylie Jenner does that and she's like fully like, I'm like American. Like she's not even a, a Kardashian, mm-hmm. you know? Like that's the funny thing. It's like the other ones could at least be like, I have a little something, something in me. And, and Kylie and Kendall are like, their dad is Caitlyn Jenner and their mom is Dutch. Like Chris is not Armenian. <laughs> So, um, so it's just really funny to me when that happens because, like, they all look alike somehow. And it's like, oh, wow, love that makeup brand we have. <laughs> uh, and that's just what it's giving. It's giving more ambiguous than, uh, you know, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe the, it was the braids, crowning glory. Anyways, um, she gets a call on the phone, her cellular device, and it is, we can't hear it at all. And that was alarming to me. And I've seen this clip multiple times. And still, it gave me more. She answered, hey, baby. Mm-hmm. The man who is internally bleeding. Do you think it was Coach Shaw then? Or do you think it was Stuart? Oh, it could have been her son. Oh, I thought it, was, it could have been one of her sons. My theory has always been they must have went to her house first thinking that she would have been there or executing a search warrant. And once okay. they did that, and they left. They were like, oh, she's not here. And I don't think she got a call to run. I think if it was Sharif, who was genuinely her husband, he was genuinely like, don't get arrested on camera. You need to come back home because the feds are looking for you. They just did a warrant or whatever. And they're on their way to where you are. Come back. And I would love for Bravo to confirm like at the reunion or something that that's where she was going and was going home. Because otherwise... Please don't tell me you were like aiding and abetting a criminal. Like, don't do that. Well, that was, did you notice that one of the police officers asked if she had a bag with her? <gasps> I mean, yeah, because they were going on a trip. She did not know. I'm like, I want them to be like, can you rerun the footage? She did not know y'all was going to come. I swear. I've never seen someone's eyes go so dead like Jen's did. It was so chilling. Because it was insane. Her calmness like honestly gave me full body chills because we've seen this woman fly off the handle. We've seen her like lose control of her emotions. We've seen like her feelings get the best of her. So in this moment where she is in true fight or flight to see her like so calmly be like, can you take my mic off? It was a daytime Emmy performance that she was talking about her husband dying. Internal bleeding in the hospital. So many details. Can we just make it a rule of thumb? We don't use family members' illnesses or death as an excuse. If you need an excuse, I've got it for you. Diarrhea. No one ever asks follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. Just say you have diarrhea. Do not say that your husband has internal bleeding. Like that is such bad karma. And like the women were understandably like so concerned. And this woman is like a mastermind liar. It was haunting i would never like lie on that like not on my spouse not on the mother or the father or the parent of my children like that is too i'm not mourning that loss so don't i don't want to mess up with the karma i don't know what you believe but i'm not messing with that option so it'll be like i think who is it lacey Mosley that always is like you gotta die off like some a dead two twice removed aunt that already died like aunt jenna that i've never met she died. I loved her so much. She was the second mom to me that I only knew as a baby and never saw her again. 
and she died six years ago. And it's best you just don't with death on anybody because the death person could get confused and go the wrong direction. Just don't mess with it. But to say my husband is having internal bleeding and he just called and he's in the hospital, everyone else's reaction was like more severe than his wife's. Yeah. Like what kind of shock would that have been? But there was like a moment where she kind of told on herself a little bit where she was like, no, 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 you guys go ahead. And if he doesn't die, I'll meet you in Vale. If he's fine and if he turns around and it's all cool, I'll meet you guys there. And it was like, even if he doesn't die, he's going to need to go home and have some like care. Even if he doesn't die and he's perfectly fine, wouldn't you want to spend time with your husband after like a near death experience? Like, that was what was so funny. Like, close one. She's like, you know, if maybe I'll meet you there. Maybe if this all works out. And you know, in her mind, like, she is such a narcissist that she's thinking, well, maybe the police were at my house, but I'll get away with it. It's fine. I'll be able to go to bail. I've got these box braids. I'd be there for the filming event. I'm mad I'm getting some this weekend. Because now I'm just going to be like, you ruined it. Now I got to get knotless. And I don't want to get the knotless ones. But I have to. (laughs) But she ruined it. Ruined it. Like, I can't even in good conscience. It was like when Kim was saying they were Bo Derek braids that one time. That was like, you're old. Where do you think Bo got it from? We can't have nothing. Like, it just really irritated me. But now she ruined it. I don't want to go to jail for scamming elderly people, allegedly. And my, I don't want my pair to remind me of that activity. Yeah, but Monty, if you haven't allegedly scammed old people, then I don't think the feds are going to be watching you for allegedly scamming old yeah. people. But I don't want my hair to remind me of crimes <laughs> and criminality. I want it to remind me of joy and happy things. So... And Jen just ruined it for me in that fur coat. Ugh, so pretentious. Let her braids remind you of Lisa Barlow and Whitney having a ESP conversation across the bus where Whitney says, she told me to take off her mic. It's not about Sharif. And they both just like nod at each other. I was like, oh, these women are putting it together. Who don't even like each other like that. We're both like, oop. And they click those things immediately. Heather's like, what's happening? No, she just said she went to her husband. So maybe you should go to her husband. Like she's genuinely like, Heather is nothing. If not, I think she realized that I said, don't make the block hot last year. Cause I think she called attention to it. You know, I think this. <laughs> and now I think she's trying to make up for it and be like, she's like Lisa running the situation. Now she's like mm-hmm. doing overkill. She get off the bus and confronted like U.S. <laughs> Marshals or some shit and was like, hey guys, what's going on out what here? What does HSI stand for mental homeland security i'm like you better get back in the truck <laughs> are you crazy <laughs> like my mama used to work in the human resources department of this place so, uh, and, and like big above whatever's like above them and she would be like oh let's get lunch no girl i will not be going to you <laughs> i'm not gonna give them a reason are you kidding me no i don't even do anything i teach and drink starbucks and that's it and i'm like no ma'am when Heather mm-hmm. was like, should we call her and let her know? And Lisa's like, mm, <laughs> I, I would, would not, not do, do that. that. <laughs> I died. Put it on a mug. A holla back card is going to make a good card. Like, I would not oh do God. that. Like, it was so quick. And with the chilling moment was like, when you see one, and they're just talking, gabbing, taking shots, talking. You just see one vest. And you're like, oh my God. And then you see two, and then three, and then like 10. And then like, is that a helicopter? And then they're like talking to the driver. Why was the driver pounding the marshal? He was probably just like, cool vest. I hope so. Oh my God. I'm so nervous. 
don't know. Do you think the driver see was that undercover? Video? <gasps> Did you not hear that they had like plenty of plants? They had plants like all throughout her squad and stuff. Like they were planting people. Their plants were the ones sending everybody mugs and sweatsuits and merch. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why the wrong invitation or whatever didn't come. <laughs> but they're in the mail or whatnot. I think and Bravo editors, they're so shady. They're terrible. Like there's a whole scene about Jen shopping with Stu, like spending hard money about how much she loves him. He's like, that's not just my partner. He's my best friend. Like he is my everything. We're in love. And I'm like, wait, this man is going to down you out. Also, we're watching us spend lots of thousands of dollars on your friendship. Mm, that's insane. What a bad idea. It's a shame that it aired. <laughs> My sister in law, the Patreon, was saying that their first activity was ice fishing, their second activity was snowshoeing. Like they are preparing to survive in the wilderness when they go out on the lamb. Oh, wow. You're right. And they're taking like <laughs> one last piece of jewelry to hop just in place. I don't know. <laughs> but it was just so strange. And Heather's like, no, she said like the story four times. Like she got a call her husband is in the hospital and then she left like did she have a bag where they're like oh she's on the run i'm like oh my god they think of her as like a real criminal like i know it but like damn we're close okay mm-hmm. like oh i'm like we just want to check on her make sure she's okay they're being evasive oh my god they're so serious about this and i loved it whitney was looking like mm, this doesn't look like they're concerned for like her husband because they're just standing here asking us questions and we was like, it is not about Sharif. And she's like, mm-hmm, it's not. And they're like, whoops. And I was like, hell, should we call Sharif? We should call someone. And like, Lisa's was like, if you don't get a grip, girl, this is not our fight. Mm-mm. We should drive away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is, again, like, it's going to be so fun to watch. And I feel like such a garbage goblin for how much I'm enjoying the true crime element because I'm about to say why get your justice. I think that she should go to the jail. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be so interesting to watch the women's reactions compared to Beverly Hills because like, yeah, they're all friends with Jen or whatever, but they're already showing more authentic reactions than we got from Beverly Hills. Yes. Girl, Lisa flipped immediately. Yeah. She was like, I would not do that. This is not about Sharif. She was the one only person talking to her for the first three episodes. I know. And now she's like, this is something I don't want to touch. This is not good for Sundance. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And now we're going to get them in Veil all together. Do you think we're going to get them calling in? to the arraignment no absolutely not they would never show that because i think that would be like something that, like they could never like take back or something it'd be weird or i don't know but i don't think they'll have that much fun yeah i guess that's i feel like they think yeah i feel like they would you know that whitney rose because whitney rose has that megan king edmonds energy about her like you know she called mm-hmm. it well i mean the very next episode she like finds the article before they even like leave the parking lot she was like how's our kids arrested look she's like so quick <laughs> i feel like if anything she's they're gonna say like oh i have a friend who knows someone like kyle did like okay oh one of uh alexia's friends moms you know was burglarized or whatever and like one of the she saw lisa leaving the lie detector place because of the construction work with the lie detector place which problematic <laughs> sentence overall but yes. alexia's friend's mom construction workers uh-huh it was you, girl. You saw her or they texted you like, hey, did you know Lisa was here? Like, that's what I feel like is, is going to end up. production was like, hey, 
were filming with Lisa at the lie detector place. Right. I think that that's 100% the case. Instead, it's going to be Whitney's going to be like, I know someone was there. No, I called in. And this is what they said. Because at the reunion, she won't back down from that. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, I know what they said. I called in. She'll wear like a badge of honor. So uh, this is this is going to be a wild ride. But I thought that last couple of minutes was pretty epic. They were oh. genuinely all like, some of them were just quiet. Like, oh my God, the fix. Yeah. And then did you see the preview for next week where Meredith is in a bubble bath for seemingly no <laughs> well, reason? Yes. While Mary is like talking to her, like in a full, like outdoor winter attire <laughs> and she's like fully dressed and the other one's fully not dressed. And she's explaining what's happening from the tub horizontal while Mary just sits and watches. She has a bubble beard. Very strange. She wanted to have like a, that Tamra Karen moment. I swear <laughs> all these women are so convinced they look so hot in a bubble bath. I'm like, girl, everyone looks good by candlelight, but it's not on camera. <laughs> Keep it <laughs> to yourself. To mention, a bubble bath makes you sweaty. Everyone knows this. It's too hot. She's like, I'm glistening. <laughs> like, you're ridiculous. But I can't wait to see where this goes and now if level finally taken off I feel like we're in a good good place I like I like any of the scenes that Jen's not in and we're just discussing what's happening absolutely I'm so excited I am too I think it'll be really great and I of course as always think you're really great and this was the most fun this was at the party (laughs) on a Tuesday and the listeners don't even realize that we accidentally talked for like 30 to 40 minutes before we started recording because we forgot we yep. were supposed to record. We were just I was like, what are we here for again? Oh my God, this is not my fun. Have a good, oh wait, we're supposed to do something. <laughs> I am like, no, we've just been super busy and schedules have been crazy. So we have not been able to get a nice brunchy like we're supposed to do. So we use these times and you guys as an excuse to just catch up on things um, and all of that because it's important. And then we talk the good talk, the real important catch up. Mm-hmm. on air and I'm so it's always like the better conversations and the longer ones too and that's what people really love because they love all the good guests that I'm getting now but they're like you know these girls with the hard outs they're not diving in like they're supposed to they're supposed <laughs> to get in there they're supposed to really like dig deep figure out the theories and the conspiracies and whatnot but when Chelsea comes back as a palate cleanser they're like okay so now I can clean my closet thank you all I was asking for a little productivity give me what I had uh, but y'all thank you so much for listening of course as always and Chelsea thank you so much for being here please tell the people where they can find you well, you can find me on Mixing with Mani, where I have somehow convinced her to let me be like a monthly co-host of sorts, <laughs> yeah. the unofficial official co-host of Mixing with Mani. And you can follow me at Ono oh Bravo. You can follow me over on the Patreon. My sister-in-law and I just finished covering Beverly Hills. Now we're moving on to talking Salt Lake City patreon.com slash ono bravo and then of course you can subscribe to i am the cute one a nostalgia podcast by the dip that's me and donnie just talking basically about our childhoods and nonsense go listen to Monty's episode it was one of my favorites of the season it was so chaotic it was, it was so fun. fun and then last week we had dara from lay do you remember this podcast and i told a tale of the only time i went camping in my life where i accidentally almost stepped on a human turd so you know just things like that 
Mm. <laughs> Never went camping cool. again. Yeah, um, I almost accidentally slept in a tent and I, I never went camping again. <laughs> they tried to trick me and tell me that's what I had to do and I quit immediately. So, <laughs> no, um, you don't even want to see the pictures of what it actually looks like when we, when my mom was like, that will not be happening with my child. And we got a cabin instead. You don't want to see what it looked like. There was indeed a lantern hanging with jumper cables from the ceiling like a chandelier and there was an area rug you just don't ask questions um well, I will need all. to see that photo thank you <laughs> as always y'all thank you for listening you're amazing let's uh the merch is on sale and it's happening and it is every bit of amazing and it's really going these days so I'm just really grateful um y'all's very favorite is racism is that for the skin shirt it is selling a lot and I'm very grateful um and now the new one uh say it nice or put it on nice people really like to so thank you for supporting me y'all chose that one so maybe I'll do that again and um of course patreon.com uh, slash mix with money that's where all the things are there's a lot of things on there at this point there's so many things I record a lot of things because I just feel the need to and I post a lot of things we have a lot of great chats and conversations because I have to respond over there it's like a nice little cozy like country club it's great and of course, listen to this. Thank you so much for that. And if you or someone you know really loves Bravo and wants to talk about it in a shady but fun and realist way, follow me on all the things, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Mixing with Mani, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay distant but social. Yeah, love that. Love you. Bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.